I'm coming out of my draft and I've been doing just fine Gotta, gotta do well because I want it all It started out with a trade, how did it end up like this? It was only a trade, it was only a trade Now I'm watching the game, but I'm scoring nothing While he's dropping the ball, it's running it back Now they're both of my team, and my stomach is sick And it's all in my head, but Dave's winning it all now He gets my first pick Fantasy uh, folks, fantasy folks. How about that? Uh, no Byron this week, no Drew this week, but Tyler is here with me. Um, how you doing, Tyler? You have a good Christmas? Uh, I'm going to say yes for the listeners' sake, but uh, <laughs> uh, we had a, a, a plague descend upon the Cox household on about December 23rd that never lifted. So while we had a wonderful time spending time together, it was a, uh, it was not a, a healthy Christmas. That's for sure. Yeah. How about you guys? Uh, it was good. It was good. My, my daughter got way too many gifts and then spent her whole time playing with the boxes and the wrapping paper. So that was a, a lot of fun to watch. Um, but yeah, good Christmas. That's good. Was this, was this Christmas number one? This was. All right. Congratulations. What? Uh, yeah. Thanks. And she's old enough to, she's old enough at this point to actually have fun with the, the stuff, not just be a potato watching. So yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. Crawl around, put everything in her mouth. And uh, like I said, <laughs> play with the, play with the boxes and the paper. Um, but we're here today. Talk a little fantasy football of course, neither of us are in the championship game, but we're still Ooh, rub it in. in this pod. Um, let's do a quick recap. The, the consolation bracket, kind of both matchups were blowouts. Uh, the Maniunk loose cannons knocking off Breezewood Nuts 109 to 86, and then Fancy Footwork defeating the Lewisburg Luchadors 113 to 84. Uh, neither matchup was, was that close. Um, Anything of note, anything you want to add here? Nothing in particular. Uh, I guess really the only, the only two things of note are, goddamn, the loose cannons uh, really show up in December. And fancy footwork, you know, it, it's kind of been what we've talked about. It's the season of what could have been. How many wins in a row in this, is this now? Six, seven? We're getting close to, 
six, six of seven, won six of their last seven uh, to make it to the championship and sorry, the losers bracket championship. And, and yeah, loose cannons. I, I joked in the group chat, you know, Mr. December here, uh, this team did the same thing last year, had a little December run before not being able to close it out in January. So we'll, we'll see how these two fare um, and we'll get into those predictions shortly in their loser bracket championship. Um, in the actual bracket final, the, the one seed Frederick Scrubs defeating Darnstown Droosh, 117 to 108. Uh, this is much closer, I think, on paper, uh, the final score, than it really was in real life. Um, going into Monday night, Drew's team was down, what, down 18 points, going up against Justin Herbert and Mike Williams, and, and somehow Austin Eckler outscored them both by, by eight to make it a little closer. Um, I, I think Drew was texting us, Tyler, kind of fuel on the fire for himself, uh, but he chose to start Zay Jones over Brandon Ayuk. Against many a recommendation. Against yes. many a recommendation from other people. Yeah. And it was a last-minute swap, so that's got to sting kind of even more so. Yes, a very last-minute swap, locked it in, and uh, again, when the matchups are this close, only a little over eight points separated them, and, and that was a, a nine-point swing had he started Ayuk over Zay Jones. Uh, he'd find himself in the championship. Um, yeah, you surprised at all about the outcome? Um, I'm a little surprised when you look at the, the output from Scott's team, 117 wasn't winning a lot of the, the playoff matchups of last week. Um, but Drew's team underperforms at a lot of key spots. And that one substitution, that Zay Jones is kind of going to be the, the highlight, play it back, or the low light in this case, play it back forever. But really his team just, at, what do you have, one touchdown from a skill, or one player with at the skill positions with a touchdown, and that was Eckler. Um, and for a long time in that Monday night game, it did not look like Austin Eckler was going to do much until he ripped off a couple touchdowns in the middle there. Um, if you told me that Herbert and Rodgers were going to combine for 18 and a half points coming into the game, I would have told you Drew was probably going to win, but here we are. So, Yeah, I mean, it. you know, you said only one player, Austin Eckler, had a touchdown. Um on the scrubs, it was only two <laughs> Barkley scored. And then TJ Hawkinson, uh, the, the guy had had only one touchdown since the trade to Minnesota, uh, only two double digit games since the trade to Minnesota, uh, puts up 29 points, a 13 catch, 109 yard, two touchdown performance. Um, really he has anywhere close to an average game for him and, and drew actually, well, I guess he doesn't run away with it, but he wins by double digits. So uh, big game for TJ Hawkinson. I think Scrubs will need that next week if if they want to uh, win a championship. But um, came at the right time, and, and they were able to take care of business. In your matchup, your matchup did not go your way. Another one that came a lot closer Monday night than it looked uh, kind of throughout the day Saturday uh, the Ironsville cartographers squeak out the victory, one thirty to one twenty-six. 
Um, you know, when a matchup's this close, you can look up and down and point to any decision. Uh, we joked, you know, you started the wrong kicker of all things. You would have won had you started your other kicker. Uh, Drew pointed it out last week, but um, with my matchup and his, you know, if you had the home field advantage instead of Byron, uh, it's actually a six point swing and you would have won. Um, you know, Byron started his 100% optimal lineup, kind of things went right for him and just wrong enough for you, you know, had Jalen Hurts played anyone you would have swapped them out for, uh, you know, outside of CeeDee Lamb, but you wouldn't have done that. You, you would have won this matchup. Um, did I rub enough salt in the wound there? Yeah, I, um, I talked to Byron a little bit about it uh, yesterday, right, in the consolation conversation. Uh, it really came down to Hertz's availability, but going against that Cowboys defense, it's not like I wasn't, was going to sit him, but the sub would have been for Camara. So, you know, you're talking about Hertz needing to get to 23. Um, obviously, uh, Minshew got to that number. Um, you think Hertz probably would have gotten there too. Uh, it would have been still would have been tight, right? Cause that's the sub. It's not Nick Chubb or Josh Jacobs coming out. It's, Camara coming out. So even with Hurts healthy, this game was always going to be close. Um, yeah, and home field has swung another matchup, right? That's what happened here. Um, the only, and, and you said it, it's a coin flip at kicker for me pretty much every week. I'm the biggest advocate for getting rid of them in the league pretty much every year. Um, it would not have mattered in this matchup. Joey Sly and Evan McPherson both disappointed. Um, so uh, kicker's kind of irrelevant here. Really, the only substitution that would have mattered was the Michael Pittman for Gabe Davis, and uh, that would have been literally enough by one quarterback yard. So, um, yeah, it's you know kind of a bitter feeling having a full game's worth of points lead on the second highest scorer all season, and then to come up like this close is it hurts a little bit, but. Uh, it's a dynasty league. Uh, we've got contracts. The rebuild is going to be uh, subtle and quick for the street meet, and we'll be back, hopefully, playoff contention, if not uh, championship contention next year. I like the confidence. Yeah, I think going into Monday night, uh, the the odds makers had you at uh, six to one to win your matchup, uh, coming in trailing by by what thirty three points, um, having Michael Pittman in a defense, and then. Nick Foles decided to forget how to play the football uh, and Chargers defense picking up 23 points, almost, almost stealing this for you. Um, but alas, a blowout all week only to get your hopes up and fall just short. Yeah, it's, it, it's funny. I actually picked up the Chargers specifically for this stretch of games that they had. They were cut by, I don't remember who, around like week 10, 11, 12. And I grabbed them when I saw their matchups. And on Monday night, as that game was going along, I felt vindicated in that pickup. Um, yeah. Just wasn't quite enough. I, I was talking to Drew, and I needed a pick six or a 49-yard catch that wasn't a touchdown from Pittman because if Pittman had scored the touchdown, it, there wasn't enough yardage to overcome the five-point loss in points from uh, it actually would have been more than five point loss in points from the defense for his score. 
So crazy. Yep. I, I had it down to like the, the math. <laughs> I had the math locked in on that one. So, but yeah. Uh, so that got me. Byron's, yeah. What? Are, oh, this, this what if got you thinking? Yeah. This what if got me thinking. And obviously, cartographers and scrubs in the championship. Congrats, blah, blah, blah. We don't really care. Um, let's play a little game. What if? All right. Let's throw out a couple scenarios, go through everyone, not just the teams who made the playoffs, but everyone. Let's include our listeners. What if, you know, this scenario happened throughout the year? Most will be injury based, but what if, uh, and these teams would be in the finals? And, and we'll start with you. I think it's easy. It's what if Jalen Hurts played in week 16? Had they played, I think you are in the championship game, Tyler. Um, and uh, probably feeling pretty good about yourself going into this week. Oh, 100%. That's the, that's the if they played uh, Jalen Hurts, you know. And I, I think the Eagles will be uh, – they didn't get the win, and now they need one of the last two. And I don't know how healthy he is, but he's seems like he's going to play this week. So, All right. For, uh, I guess, our, our next eliminated team, the Darnstown Drush, um, I'm going to go a little different here. I'm going to say what if – ready? What if Jimmy Garoppolo never got hurt in San Francisco? Uh, what I think that does is that does force Drew to start Brandon Ayuk this week. Um, I also think, I also think he does a little better than Brock Brock Purdy this week. I, I know Brock Purdy's been, um, you know, decent and, and startable these last three weeks, but you know, Jimmy G kind of kind of has been in the system a couple years and. and uh, able to put up that same floor that, that uh, Brock party has been putting up. Yeah. A hundred percent. Not only that, I uh, ceiling in games with Jimmy G is just that much higher. So you're getting that added production at both of those spots. And I do think, I think that drew probably is in the championship game. If Jimmy G is playing the whole time. I also think if Jimmy G doesn't get hurt, he might not have dropped one of those, you know, if, if Jimmy G's the starter the whole season and gets all the starter reps and doesn't take a little bit to come on, he might've had a, a not been 10 and four, but been 11 and three or, or even 12 and two. Certainly. Um, and if we go back, uh, if we're going to go in reverse order here, if we go back to that, that previous round, right, you've got the Rams, the parakeets and the Mike Ryans. Mm -hmm. Um, if you hadn't started, if you had just started the two-headed monster out of Green Bay, right, that gets you in. And I know it would have been a rough ride all season to roll with that, and you were right to go with Foreman. But it had started to become apparent over the past couple weeks that they were going to feature A.J. Dillon again. Um, I don't think any of us could have predicted that Foreman would absolutely crater, but Dylan went off and he scored. A, didn't he score again this week? Uh, before uh, he did leaving score with again this week. Yeah. yeah. I think, you know, when obviously the season comes down to that, it's so close. Sure. You know, the, the, what if AJ Dylan, but I think it's, I think it's at the wide receivers, you know, it's, it's what if Devonte Adams played like Devonte Adams um, these last three weeks, two, four and eight points 
prior to that averaging 19 fantasy points a game. So, um, you know, if, if Devontae Adams had just showed up, could be a different story for the Rams are the best. Yeah. Uh, Maybe both of our seasons come down to what if Derek Carr didn't Derek Carr for the last three weeks. <laughs> uh, poor, poor Derek Carr. Yeah, for the Puxitani Pensa Parakeets, I, I almost don't think it's fair to give this team a what if. I think by all accounts, they exceeded expectations through and through. Um, but certainly to get to the playoffs, to, to put up the points they did and fall just short, um, I, I think it's two things, right? It's what if Kyler Murray were not hurt? Uh, because then you get obviously Kyler Murray points and uh, points out of the QB position in the wild card round, uh, but that also boosts Hopkins. And I think secondary to that, it's what if you did not trade AJ Brown? Um, sort of right after the AJ Brown trade, he, he was already starting to, you know, to to blow up. But right after the trade, I mean. He averaged, uh, what, a little over 20 fantasy points since being traded. Um, and Evan not getting a pick in return, just getting DJ Moore and Romeo Dobbs got the wrong Green Bay receiver when it was all said and done. So I think it's twofold for Evan, but I still think Evan's season, since we were so low on him, um, I think it was still a success. Yeah, I think you, I, you hit that spot on Evan should there doesn't need to be a what if for the parakeets right that team exceeded everyone's expectations and I guess maybe the AJ Brown trade but that wasn't going to be enough to close the the gap here in this game specifically in several others so uh, yeah. but yeah successful season for them for sure for Mike Ryan, I yeah I think congrats you made the playoffs again another team that we were very low on starting the year um for this team, you know, I, I don't see a path for them winning that first round matchup. So I'll just go with the what if, what if Deshaun Watson were good at football again? <laughs> I mean, he's definitely been rusty since he came back. Um, obviously, starting two QBs, big advantage in this league since the floor is, is so much higher with QBs. Uh, but Deshaun Watson, you you know, two years ago when he was drafted in our league, probably thinking he's top five talent, top five points in that, you know, 20 to 25 point range. And, um, you know, he's, he's put up 16, 12 and 11 in the last three weeks. So again, I still count this season as a success for Mike, but my, what if there is, is what if Deshaun Watson were good at football again? Yeah, that's, exactly correct here right you've got he mortgages a lot in the picks and the, the big trade he does at the deadline um banking on Deshaun coming back to close out the season um and, you know he had been a good team but he thought that that trade was going to push him over the top um along with Watson coming back and it turns out that maybe Deshaun is being karmically punished um and I'm all for it so sorry Mike but all right, Breezewood so. <laughs> Nuts, our next team, just missing the playoffs. Uh, you know, I like what this team did. Um, obviously, in hindsight, we don't like the McCaffrey trade maybe, but uh, I think they had the right idea and, and definitely a scary player. I'm going to say the what if comes down to just week 12 at New Orleans. 
what if Christian McCaffrey scores his regular output? I mean, he put up 6.9 points. Had he scored his season average of 18, Breezewood Nuts would win that, and they would be in the playoffs right now. Um, and definitely scary. Obviously, didn't work this week, but uh, yeah, Christian McCaffrey, a, a guy with a a very high ceiling and pretty high floor for a running back. Yeah, for me, this is uh, a little bit about team building for them. You know, they were able to keep two quarterbacks as Andy Dalton survived the whole year but I think if they're able to to find someone else off the scrap heap even in one of those weeks um, and cut some of this dead weight cap space that they have tied up in seven receivers that are are do nothing players um, they could have picked up a win somewhere along the way and snuck in and still had a strong team um, making all the rest of their moves so in if in any of those waiver weeks they were able to pick up, you know, um, Cooper Rush early on, Brock Purdy later, um, they've got a lot of dead cap weight on this roster that they could have could have cut bait. On, so. Yeah, another another fun one for them is just what if Marquise Brown does not get hurt? Uh, obviously, developing some chemistry with Kyler Murray early, early on, uh, averaging 16 fantasy points through five weeks, got injured in week six, and and this team kind of. Uh, what wasn't the same wasn't the same since um, so a, a lot to look at when you're starting Chris Moore you uh, you know something went wrong at the wide receiver position yeah 100 uh, percent next team down our list and, and you had a good one before we hit record so I'll let you do this but the Lewisburg luchadors what, what is their what if for you yeah sorry uh, if that siren came through but what if Justin Fields had played like fantasy football MVP Justin Fields right off the bat. Um, if you look at his first four weeks, it's 13-8. I'm going to round to five here and 10 points. After that, he never comes back down below 18 again. And for a, what, five or six-week stretch, it's 23, 26, 42, 39, 22. And Justin and the Luchadors went on a tear in that time racking up wins coming this close to making the playoffs if he picks up one of those early weeks and gets even close to that output um i think this team looks a lot different and that extends and this is your point but that extends to his entire quarterback room right what if kenny pickett and i'm stealing this from you but what if kenny pickett had been given the reins in training camp instead of having that adjustment period happen during the season um if you get Kenny Pickett from the beginning, uh, I think Justin's team looks a lot different because he became a solid quarterback too for the majority of the season once he came in and towards the end of the season was flirting with quarterback one numbers every week. So, Next team on our list, Joe's Primo team. And, and this is a fun one and I'm going to go very specific here um, because this team was, was one win away from the playoffs. They held the tiebreaker over Mike Ryan. This would have shaken up the entire playoff picture. But what if Joe's Primo team had won in week 12 against Darnstown Drush? And not even a big decision here. Starting Devontae Parker, who, uh, who, who they had been starting most of the year. Starting Devontae Parker over Noah Brown. Um, Noah Brown having done... Uh, pretty much nothing up to that point uh, this season um, through week 12. So 
Uh, had they made that one switch, they would have won. They would have been at worst eight and six um, in the playoffs and, and would have had uh, would have had that chance to actually overtake Drew, um, you know, at the end of the season and, and win the division. So um, really that what if is just one move in my mind, who you start, even after all the trades, even after the, you know, the apparent tanking, what if you had made that one move in week 12? Yeah. And, and you're a hundred percent correct about that, that if he just makes that one substitution, he's in the playoffs, but his, his output during the playoffs up until this week probably wasn't going to be enough to get him through the first round. Um, he smartly picked up from me in the uh, St. Brown trade, the Amon Ra trade. He has Philly Citywide's pick. So even though he made some, some trades that sent his first pick to Drush, he ended up upgrading that pick later in the season and still coming damn close while preserving – the like pick status of his by continuing to winning games. So he actually has the number two overall pick while sitting yeah. at seven and seven. So yeah, while it, it kind of smarts not to make the playoffs, uh, he managed this team that was pretty mediocre throughout most of the season very well. Yeah. Traded away Cooper cup, traded away Amon Ron St. Brown. So uh, seven and seven. Yes. But uh, a very different team. Um, than what he started the year with. Next team on our list, I'll let you take this one, but the best TDs. Uh, again, finished seven and seven. Uh, they will have the sixth pick. Yeah, the sixth pick in next year's draft, but yet a win in week uh, in, in the last week would have, would have vaulted them into the playoffs and knocked Mike Ryan out. Uh, what is your what if for the best TDs? It's a win, and I know we, and correctly in all things sports, any kind of performance, that 11th hour, that final push is what we focus on. Um, that last week where, you know, he got blown out. Um, but really, for the best TDs, the moves that weren't made throughout the season, when he had cap space, um, the waiver, the lack of waiver movement, right? Keith comes into every year sets a team and rolls with it. Right. And he doesn't. All right. Like the roster construction on this team was okay. Um, it wasn't terrible, but both quarterbacks go down and at no point does he go grab another. So the, what if is with that roster space, when Carson Wentz went down and it seemed like it was going to be a four to six week injury. Um, that's before he loses his job that week. I believe there were backup quarterbacks still plenty a plenty on the waiver wire um, and not having a quarterback for the vast majority of the season, he still picked up wins without one. Um, but once Stafford went down, that was all she wrote for the best TD season. So not ever really solidifying a backup quarterback anywhere along the way is the big, what if. Not everyone on the, not every, not everyone, not anyone listening can see, but uh, I'm holding up a zero. That's how many roster transactions, uh, that's how many moves Keith made this year. Not going to go far with that. All right, our next team, yeah, kind of fun, fancy footwork. They creeped up and finished, uh, I guess, eleventh, fifth to last, but but still, from starting zero and nine and. And look, it's it's easy. It's injuries. What if injuries didn't happen in the NFL? And, and what if they didn't 
only happen to this team. Um, losing Dak Prescott, losing Travis Etienne, losing Javante Williams, losing Elijah Mitchell, losing Chris Godwin for an extended period of time, losing Darren Waller for an extended period of time. Um, I mean, this team was just decimated by injuries. It's it's fun to see them a little healthier now and, and making the consolation final. Um, but really, it's injuries. Um, it's injuries for this team. That yeah, there were, there were – there's only one other team – that sustained even close to this level of injuries this year um, that accounted for significant starting players. But the players you just named all are week in, week out starters on this roster if they're healthy. So, yeah, that's really all it is for fancy footwork. It would have been interesting to see just how high uh, they climbed in the standings. Yeah, the, the next team here, the the Manny Unk loose cannons and um, another, well, back-to-back teams here in the Constellation final um, with an early pick next year. They, they do own their picks, so they will take that next year. Um, for this team, I, I don't know. Um, you know, obviously made a championship game last year, so that they had the right construction. I, I think this what if is, is twofold. It's what if this team was able to start two QBs all year? Big what if in our league, but obviously Sam Darnold, um, competent now, at least in fantasy. And then what if Trevor Lawrence played like this Trevor Lawrence all year? Um, I mean, last week managed to pass for zero touchdowns and had over 18 fantasy points. Um, you know, they're running the ball with him now. He ran for one last week. Uh, the week before, passed for four touchdowns, um, has thrown one pick since week nine. I mean, this is the Trevor Lawrence I think you got or you wanted when you picked first overall. Um, so I, I'd say, you know, good things coming for this team next year. Um, yeah, I mean, the deeper cut what if is what if Urban Meyer was never hired by the Jags, right? Because Trevor <laughs> Lawrence had to have had to have a condensed rookie season in the first six weeks or five weeks of this year before he really, like, started putting it together uh, like you said he had that horrible performance against denver in week eight and there's been no looking back since then yeah um yeah, that's that's really what it is for him for the next team here we might have to reach way down in the well a little bit uh the home <laughs> yeah. run hitters man i don't know i mean i i think there's two what ifs right there's the what if Mitch Trubisky starts all year? Um, obviously didn't start off great. That's why he got benched. Maybe had he started all year, he'd start to pick it up a little. Um, the other what if is, what if you were allowed to start Derrick Henry, you know, three, four different times? <laughs> um, no, this team definitely underperformed this year. Um, still had four weeks above 100 points, had a 127-point had week. Um, against the loose cannons we just covered in, in week three, um, where we thought things could be possible for this team, um, but had a nice eight loss in a row stretch in the middle there, um, really only defeating the fully tank Peyton's making nachos uh, since week five. Yeah, I, I don't know that there's a what if other than what if this roster, uh, the players on the roster, were more involved in their team's game plan, right? There's a lot of players that coming into the season all the way from 
Nico Collins, Kenny Galladay, and Jamison Crowder up through the running backs uh, that he has, right? Naheem Hines, Pierre Strong, even Ronald Jones and Kareem Hunt, uh, who we thought their involvement in their respective offenses would look a little bit different. Uh, I know Kareem Hunt has had a relatively okay season as far as snap count, but his touches and where they happen this year are significantly different than they have been for the past two seasons. So this, this team has a lot of like RB threes and wide receiver threes or even wide receiver twos coming into the year that just became zeros or near zeros for them. Um, a lot of it through coach decisions and game planning. So. Yeah. Our next team um, with the second <laughs> pick in next year's draft, I think the what if is what, what if one, what if you hadn't traded away your first round pick last year, um, Kyle and, and Philly citywide uh, certainly probably wish they had it now, but you know, what if, what if Zach Wilson started all year and they, you know, and he developed a little and, and what if Lamar didn't get hurt, you know, a team with two starting QBs always has a chance. Um, we saw Lamar in week two and three put up over 40 points and this team looked scary. Um, obviously Lamar not playing the last three weeks and, and even before that some mediocre tens, twelves after that, that first three game stretch um, really did this team in early, early on. Yeah, I think it's what if Aaron Rodgers had been the Denver quarterback instead of Russell Wilson. Ooh. Um, he gets Jordan Love going. Um, I know. I think that was a midseason acquisition by him, if I remember correctly. I think someone else, maybe he had him out of the draft. I'm not positive. Um, if he did have him out of the draft, it's, it's big. But even then, Rodgers went down with that injury. Jordan Love starts one game and has, you know, game-planned okay production um only nine fantasy points but that's what they wanted to do with him uh if rogers just hangs it up there or isn't playing for the packers he gets jordan love zach wilson lamar jackson at least now you have some choice at quarterback and then there's you know there's not a lot to love this roster will have players who are are parts of offenses going forward but both cam Akers and ceh uh absolutely shitting the bed this season did not help him in any meaningful way. Um, and Zamir White's on this roster. Zamir White was a guy that everyone coming into the season in the dynasty world loved, including me. I, I wanted to trade up to take him um, because I was so worried that Josh Jacobs wasn't going to last in Vegas. Turns out Josh Jacobs is fantasy running back one for the year and yeah. Zamir White barely sees the field. Yep. Not, uh, not what some of us thought going into the year, uh, for sure. Um, the last one here, Tim Ryan, Peyton's making nachos and I, I'm just reaching for the stars here on this one, but what if Tim did not tank and what if Tim did set an optimal lineup every week? Um, might sound, yeah, big, what if, but this is the team that has the most losses that could have flipped to wins in our league had they started an optimal lineup, uh, that being five. And that is, remember, they traded this team, like decimated this team at the trade deadline, trading away Christian McCaffrey, Amari Cooper, and DeAndre Swift. Um, th there's probably another win there 
against the scrubs in week 14, had they kept all those players and again, started an optimal lineup. Um, but had they done that, this lowly, lowly two and 12 team would have had six more wins than eight and six and could have knocked his brother out of the playoffs. Um, or yeah, or he did exactly what he should have done. Uh, the writing was on the wall from the beginning. Uh, there's no, there's no snap. What if here? Uh, I think, yeah, Tim did the right thing. Uh, when he couldn't get the lineups right early on, he was like, you know what? I'm throwing my hands up. We're sending this ship uh, Viking funeral style down the river. So hey, the, the uh, good news, right Tim. The good news: we're recording this on a Wednesday. You probably won't listen to this until Thursday. And that means you're four days away from the end of the season and entering the 2023 season where you will be first on the clock and I guess able to trade again. So uh, you're, you're close. You're close. Um, with and that, able to trade those uh, 2025 picks. Ooh, can't wait. There can't we go. Wait. Tim is shopping. Tim is shopping. Uh, with that, let's jump to the matchups this week. Um, we'll start. With the third place game, uh, we'll start with your matchup. We if have Armstrong Drush, the Monocacy Street meet currently starting. Ugh, Jarrett Stidham at quarterback, a long fall from the Jalen Hurts early season Derek Carr combo we had. Um, the RT Sports site currently has Drush as 10 point favorites. Um, I'll throw this out there I don't think Jarrett Stidham starts for you this week. I think a switch is going to happen. And so I think you can cover the 10 point spread, um, but you don't feel great about that and, and where you're starting with QBs. No, uh, just one point of clarification. It currently has Stidham projected for zero points. Um, I think so that's, that's right. Going against San Francisco. I mean, Derek Carr <laughs> at six or four last week. I can't remember. I gouged my eyes out. Uh, but Stidham having zero, I, he could be negative going against San Francisco, yeah. right? Right now I am praying to the fantasy football gods, to, to the real gods, to anybody listening as they walk past the restaurant I'm sitting in, uh, that, that Jalen Hurts not only starts, but plays the whole game against New Orleans because I think there's a very real chance that if he comes in and they get up big, they will yank him and sit him. Um, and he could end up in that like eight to 10. The Eagles have kind of started slow occasionally throughout the year. Uh, so if he ends up in that eight to 10 vortex, uh, I think I'll cover. And yes, if he's playing, he's going to be in the line. So. Well, I, I was actually going uh, a little West up to Arizona. I think Colt McCoy against Atlanta uh, is probably your play this week at, at QB over Jared Stidham. You know, we'll see if, if Colt McCoy comes back, but, um, but yeah, I sad to say, I think that's your, your play this week uh, for, for team Drush. It's funny. I already in the lineup, so I will be placing a large bet on Zay Jones this week. Um, just riding that fourth wide receiver wave for, for team Drush. Um, interesting to see Zonovan Knight swapped out of the lineup for Antonio Gibson. I guess, I guess, but you know, I, I mean, Cleveland's run defense has been horrible, like abhorrently horrible all year. It's probably the right call. Yeah. Um, although 
Knight had a bad week. I don't think that means he's done. And speaking of bad, terrible defenses, for like seven weeks in a row, Seattle has been just donating fantasy points to the opposing team. So, Yeah. I think this matchup, and I think for, for Drush, you know, for probably the 15th week in a row, but comes down to Monday night and, and Joe Burrow going against Buffalo, a, a good defense, but a lot on the line. And, and Joe Burrow seems to show up in those games. One of the highest over-unders on the board this week uh, at 49 and a half points. So I think we see a, a 20, 25-er from Joe Burrow. Um, my guess is he comes into the into Monday night down by something in the high teens and and the good game from Joe Burrow could, could flip this matchup. Yeah, and I, I know I said I'll cover. That's just like the real confidence of, of me and my team. I actually think that Drew will win this pretty handily. There are a lot of um, minus fantasy matchups up and down the roster for the street meet. So could be a rough one. This could end up somewhere in the like 130 to 98 or 125 to 105 range. Ooh, love the confidence there, Tyler. Yeah. All right. Let's look at the consolation bracket, losers bracket championship. The four and ten Manny Uncle's Cannons facing the four and ten Fancy Footwork. Um, again, both teams coming into this year probably with with championship aspirations, hopes, dreams. Not the one they hoped for, but hey, you made it. Eighty five bucks on the line for the winner of this. Uh, that'll feel pretty good after the the starts and the seasons both teams have had. Um, Really, both of these teams kind of mirror images of one another, um, starting two QBs, um, you know, a second running back that isn't going to put up much points. I guess Zach Moss sort of starting now for Manny Uncle's Cannons and, and, and the Colts. Um, Kyle Juszczyk will most likely get fancy footwork, another zero this week. Um, you know, wide receivers, you're, you're reaching deep on your third wide receiver for both of these. Um, a tight end who could go big or could put up nothing. And then you're, you're always randomness with, with kicker and defense. Um, you know, the line right now has Manny Unk as eight point favorites. Um, I don't know. There's just something about this fancy footwork team has, has sort of caught fire lately. Like we said, one, six of seven, um, you know, I expect, I hope they're active on the waiver wire this week and find a replacement for Kyle Juszczyk because I think you can get some points elsewhere. Uh, so I'm going to lean fancy footwork this week to cover and squeak out a victory over Chad. Yeah, when you said third wide receiver is looking a little rough, uh, I agree for the footwork in Freddie Swain. Um, but if you recall back to the early first four weeks of the season when Carson Wentz was slinging the pigskin, uh, Jahan Dotson was one of his favorite deep threat targets. He had four touchdowns in his first four weeks. Um, and again, has come on even with Heineke, who kind of just closes his eyes, throws it off his back foot, and is like, Jahan's down there somewhere. Um, I don't think that production falls off with Carson Wentz starting uh, for Washington this week. And I know Thielen's been kind of up and down but he's still receiver 31 on the year which in our league is a wide receiver two um and that that uh you know they get to play green bay whose defense has been mediocre i actually think i i want to pick the fancy footwork here i think it's a great story but i think 
Mr. December is going to be Mr. January and uh, take the win in this one. Man, imagine how good this team could have been if they had Kyle Pitts. That's all. That's all I have to say. Jesus, deep. That's that's tough. That's uh, imagine uh, how good. They, imagine um, how good anyone could have been if they had. Uh, yeah, you know the glimpses yeah. of Kyle Pitts that we saw. Gosh, that that should have been my what if. What if I got yeah. last year Kyle Pitts on my team? What if you got the uh, Kyle Pitts who was promised? Yeah, Kyle Pitts uh, I traded for. All right, I guess that's it, right? Nothing else. Yeah, happen? yeah, you know, a bunch of losers <laughs> around here talking about other losers. No, that's not what we're here for. We're here for the matchup of the week, the matchup of the year. Uh, really, like this, this matchup seems like it's been almost destined for a couple weeks. I know my team scored a lot of points, but the Scrubs have been the number one seed almost from the jump this year. Cartographer is the number two seed almost from the jump this year. Uh, this was always how it was going to work out, folks. But now we get to watch these two teams uh, square off. Yeah, so right now, cartographers and scrubs, the, the site has cartographer cartographers as 14-point favorites. Um, I think some of that is scrubs is playing some games with his lineup, probably to get in Byron's head and mess with his psyche. Um, and it's probably working. I, you know, sometimes I feel like I need to remind, remind Byron that, uh, you know, you have literally no control over how these players perform. Um, but at the same time, you're 14 point favorites. Like don't, don't fucking blow it, man. I mean, your third straight championship, big favorites this week. Uh, but yeah, I, I suspect the scrubs start Justin Herbert at quarterback. Um, you know, James Cook may be the play. I, I originally thought that that was a, a joke move, but I think you keep James Cook in over Stevenson um, after some of the troubles he's seen. Um, and then at wide receiver, you know, you, you roll with Mike Williams, Shark, Jamar Chase, you know, the guys who, who've gotten you here and um, San Francisco going against a Tyler quarterback. So you have to feel good about that. Um yeah, kind of if the stars align for scrubs, if if Aaron Rodgers shows up in a division game, uh, we could see another 120, 130, 140-point week that this team is definitely capable of. Um, and then I'll just take my deep breath and keep going. On the other side of the ball for cartographers, you know, it's it's kind of been just just destiny. I mean, this, this team had very little depth. Um, you know, he'll tell you otherwise, but they've, they've been very lucky with the injuries they've had. Obviously you lose Jonathan Taylor. You don't love that, but JK Dobbins, Kenneth Walker, you know, not, that's a good back, backup uh, and starters to have. So um, this team has been very lucky to get to this point, kind of despite Russell Wilson, um, you know, this week going up certainly against, despite Russell Wilson, this week going up against Kansas city, a team he faced three weeks ago, and put up 25 fantasy points. So kind of the dream matchup you want. They, they fired their coach this week. So sometimes often, you know, teams maybe play a little better when they have that boost and, and don't have that guy in the, in the office anymore. So, you know, I, I think, um, you know, experience matters. Byron's been here before, like I said, his third straight trip to the championship. Um, you know, I think that, and just, Hey, Justin Jefferson, uh, you know, can go off at any time. I, I think the cartographers do get it done. 
I think Byron wins. I think he spends his money on something like a Kelsey Mahomes Jefferson jersey. Um, and then I think he donates the rest to the uh, to the draft trip wherever we go next year. So, um, you know, I think I think a lot of us are rooting for Scott, but deep down we know Byron's going to win. I hear everything you say, and it makes complete sense, okay? But I think the one thing that has carried the scrubs this far is that the floor – the production floor of the team that he puts out is so high. He, It's rare for the scrubs to put up a dud, right? They're going to get to 110 with the with this optimal lineup that they've got here, right? Um, whether that's James Cook or Ramondre Stevenson or even Brian Robinson Jr., um, I think that would be something that he would lean towards going against that soft Cleveland front if we had seen anything out of Washington made them like that made sense that Brian Robinson Jr. was was like the running back there. Um, but they continue to do funky things. So um but I think no matter which of those running backs they play, the floor for this team is so high. Um the thing for Byron is if any of these running backs miss time or a series already coming in with lingering injuries, even if Dobbins doesn't have a designation um and if Myers returns to kind of the the ghost we saw for five six weeks in a row there um the bottom can fall out for this team uh, I've been saying it for weeks we are due for a Travis Kelsey clunker part two um he's usually got three or four in a year we're already up to two and a half um <laughs> running out of to time see I know we're running out of time it's got to be this week right um they play the Raiders in week 18, so it's not going to happen then. Yeah, it doesn't matter then. Um, but they play a really good Denver defense uh, that's been good against tight ends. Um, it'll be, you know, I was talking about this in another league. Travis Kelsey, I think, is the fantasy football MVP for 2022. He would have been quarterback seven or eight this year as a tight end. There's no tight end in his same stratosphere. Uh, he, especially in our league, helped carry Byron through some of those injury riddled running back weeks. Um, and if this team is going to repeat as champions, it will be on the backs of Mahomes and Kelsey and Jefferson. Uh, and you oh, are correct. You're, you're saying QB one wide receiver one. And exactly. QB one uh, exactly. All on the same team help. <laughs> and they're going to feed Jefferson to try to get him as close to that record. So they don't even have to talk about that. He got the record in an 18 week season instead of a 17 week season. So um, I'll take the scrubs to cover, but I think you're right. I think, I think this is a repeat for Byron. Um, it's hard to win the first one, Scott. Uh, I wish I was in Byron's place. So one of us could be first time champions and I wish you all the luck in the world, but I think Byron's going to win. Hmm. Well, I guess last week um, we don't have, we don't have Drew, so no money update. But last week's uh, highest point total score not in the championship uh, goes to Joe's Primo team with 116 points, um, just eking out fancy footwork at 113. The side pot last week was the team who started the most players whose NFL teams won. We had a four-way tie at seven. Um, I'm going to read off the teams because I know Drew didn't do this math, but 
the Imesville Cartographers, Vienna Rams are the best, the Lewisburg Luchadors, and then the Puxatawney Pensive Parakeets all tied with seven wins. Uh, the Parakeets purposefully setting a lineup they felt could, could do that uh, starting, um, what, five players who scored zero, six who scored under a point. So purposefully starting Amir smith Marsete. Uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs uh, to, to get a, uh, a side pot win there or four-way win for Evan. Um, final week of the year, again, if you're not in the championship game, you are eligible for the highest point total award this week. And then the side pot this week is end the season with a bang, the single highest scoring player. Before we get into that, and we've got another minute here, Tyler, um, but what do you think? I'll throw it out now before we get in the offseason. What if we tweak this like side pot rules next year? What if instead of highest scorer each week, it's something like highest score at a random position? What if instead of some of these incentive-based awards, like highest scoring, you know, running back, we do something like we did last week or, you know, or just something random? I, I don't know. Um Longest I, I know field goal, shortest made field goal. Um, yeah. Kind of make the, the side pot a little more random. I think it it favors right now the better teams. And, you know, you and I maybe were, were more beneficiaries of those. But I'd like to see everyone remain in it. And, and I think maybe making those a little more random gives everyone more of an opportunity to, uh, to take home some weekly prizes. I, I think that the idea like the the origin point of that is probably correct it keeps everybody more involved in the money aspect of it um, i know there has been some discussion and concern about making the side pot uh, a little too random almost and encouraging people not to play their optimal lineups earlier in the season um, i think if we do a great a, a good mix where we have those don't really the the side pots that don't mess with how you're going to set your lineup early in the season and then backload the fun random ones um, i think that's the way you can do it because by week 9 10 11 12 a lot of these teams know where they are um, in the standings and you can have more fun with your lineups instead of always setting the most competitive one um, i think it's a good idea okay yeah there's something to play with there we'll we'll reach out to the treasurer and uh maybe come up with something this off season. Uh, but like I said, last week, end it with a bang, single highest scoring starter. Um, who do you like here this week? Uh, I mean, we're going to the championship matchup. I think we like Mahomes here. Yeah, it'll most likely come from that matchup. It'll probably be Mahomes or Jefferson or, or randomly Russell Wilson. Um, but I'm going to look elsewhere. I'm going to go to Mr. Teddy Bridgewater. Listen, you don't trade a first round pick for a backup quarterback for nothing. You trade him to win 50 bucks in week 17. So Teddy Bridgewater into the lineup going against New England. Make me proud, man. Make me proud. <laughs> Teddy two gloves. Uh, yeah. We'll see what happens there. I, I think you're probably going to miss the mark. Uh, <laughs> but no. good luck. It's, it's written. It's done. 
look, congrats everyone who's made it this far. Um, boo Byron, boo Scott, but good luck guys. Hope it's a fun one. Hope it comes down to Monday night. Hope it's stressful. Um, but yeah, next time we talk, there'll be a, uh, a new, new or same champion, I guess. Here's hoping for a new one. Uh, good luck, Scott. <laughs> Go scrubs. All right. See you guys.